y'all already know this is lady um before i came on here i did have a little fight with myself and i did have an argument with myself because i was feeling some kind of way about some kind of things about what's going on and what's happening and why it's happening who it's happening to and where it's happening at and stuff like that and then i came to a conclusion we ain't going nowhere we ain't going nowhere i ain't talking about america now now i don't know what's gonna happen to america i don't know about your fate uh your fate dear because uh the word on the street is y'all over here sending troops over there uh and yeah but uh when it comes to me and my house we will serve the lord amen hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> I am serious. We are serving the Lord. We ain't serving this country. No ma'am, no Pam, no spam. Okay. You just brought some back from Afghanistan, Iraq, and Iran. So I mean, I'm over here ranting like this is my other podcast, my conspiracy theories forum. This is not my conspiracy theories forum, but I'm just feeling some kind of way today. I was feeling down and out. And then I was like, you know what? This is bad boy for life, okay? We ain't going nowhere. We good. We're okay, okay? But I don't too much care for seeing the news before I came on here that uh, they're sending troops over there to Europe. Here we go again. That's all I got to say. So I hope you guys are having a lovely day since it's night. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. It is beautiful outside. I think it hit 75 degrees today. It was beautiful. It felt good. Um, I want to have a picnic. I want to throw a party. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, I am on part two of the Kanye West documentary. Girl, it's so funny because it's like, we all know what happened to him in the end. His dreams do come true, you guys. He even got the woman of his dreams. Y'all know that? Princess uh, Kim Kardashian. Um, and it's just so crazy watching him be this humble guy from Chicago to who he is now like and I've always viewed Kanye West as like a top rapper I don't care we can fight about it y'all can fight me about it we can have a full-blown argument just as long as we understand that you can't catch no feelings okay about my opinion on Mr. West okay it's okay to have difference in opinion. It's just not okay to bully me for my opinion on Kanye West. And I am a Kanye West fan, okay? And I thought it was funny because when he was on TMZ ranting, that's the first thing my grandmother said. She's like, yo, uh, your little friend is on TV acting a fool. I was like, y'all misunderstand him. I was listening to what he was saying and I was getting what he was saying. Yeah, some of y'all weren't catching what he was saying, and that's okay. But I am really enjoying the documentary with him on it. Because it's like it's not it's nice to see people in their humble beginnings, you know. 
people don't appreciate the humble beginnings. I bet you now he would tell you he was happier then than he is now. Um, Because I saw a video on YouTube and Super Scent was talking about how she was so much happier when she was in her two-bedroom apartment before she started making money. If you don't know who Super Scent is, Super Scent is the founder and creator of Crayon Case. And um, she just... She said that, you know, she she sat there and she broke records and made millions. And she's basically saying that, you know, her, she liked her life when it was much more humble. And I'm a firm believer that life is much more fun when it's humble, humbling. Um, But um, first and foremost, can I get to the basic humble first? Can I get to the humble where I have a consistent paycheck come to my bank account? I'm okay with that. I ain't got to be a billionaire. But, uh, you know, at least has something coming into my pay, uh, in my checking account, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, I was watching that today. Um, no, I did not have a run in with the kitty squad today, uh, when I was getting my Uber Eats. However, uh, I got my Uber Eats and I am highly disappointed that they put so much loaded stuff onto my nachos to where the nachos was crumb by the time I got to the nachos. I didn't ask for queso dip. I asked for shredded cheese, and there was no shredded cheese on my nachos. I'm just going to say this. I believe my nachos I make personally at home are 10 times better than the nachos that they have given me from Uber Eats. I am biased, and I do feel like my cooking is better than what they give you on Uber Eats. But until then, you know... I just have to deal with it. It is what it is. Um, so today I want to talk about, it was a scene that happened in Euphoria that I wanted to talk about. And I thought it was something that was huge and big. Um... It's about humiliation and how some people think it's a turn on and how people think it's a turn off. But before we talk about that, I want to talk about a few weird things that have been going on lately. Um, I know the Smooky and the Ookie and the Kookie is over there on my other podcast. But this is kind of like weird. Not bad weird, just weird. Um, but it probably do need to be said on my other podcast as well, just in case y'all want to go to that podcast and check that out. So, I want to talk about some things that have been happening. Recently, people have noticed, and y'all trying to figure out where did I come from with the bad boy for life? We ain't. Going in nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. I'm just saying. People are realizing that they feel like Diddy was running a prison camp during his stint on making the band. So that what has been going on, I found this on the neighborhood talk. 
It says, Black Twitter accuses Diddy of running a musical prison camp after making the band clips resurface. It said, Diddy really was running a musical prison camp on making the band. Sean Combs remained a menace for making grown men behave this way. Dizzy really had grown men walking to get him cheesecake and sing it to other men then it was wild times dog they jumped this nigga with vocals and high notes <laughs> diddy's going to hell between this and making them walk across the brooklyn bridge to get him some cheesecake girl walking to juniors for cheesecake the ultimate secondhand embarrassment when it said dude was from VA. Finish him. Then Diddy said, damn nigga, that's beautiful. I want to kiss you right now. And everyone was like, what? And Diddy said, I mean, that's how you do it. Now go and get me a damn donut. <laughs> he didn't say damn donut. He said, go get me a donut. This a lot of things that flew in early 2000 okay there's a lot of things that flew okay a lot of things that flew and nobody thought anything of them and then 20 years later people are starting to see that that was something wrong with it it's the same thing with they were talking about the movie white chicks and how people were probably be offended by the movie white chicks um which i don't know how but yeah there's a possibility of offending people with two black dudes dressed as white women. I mean, there's a possibility of that. Um, and it's just, it's crazy how 20 years ago was so different. It was so different than it is now. And... People might have felt like it was not problematic. I thought it, I, I, I didn't know how I feel. I'm going to say this, like, I'm going to say this. My ass would not have been in the band if it was for me and that cheesecake. And me and Diddy would have got into it. And that's the story of how I met your father. <laughs> Give me some cheesecake. Uh, what you ain't gonna do is tell me to walk across no damn bridge, get you some cheesecake. We can't Uber it. <laughs> but it's just, I mean, y'all don't understand. People went through pure hell on making the band. He bullied one guy, and I think it was, was it? It was Freddie P. Freddie P was the one that came out. Freddie P was the one that came out and said that it this whole thing really messed with him. Freddie P, and this is also from Neighborhood Talk, it says Freddie P of making a band tearfully say he could blow Diddy shit, lose for, lose for snatching his group away during their highest peak because they wouldn't kiss his ass. It said, also, Freddie uh, said that this has caused him to battle suicidal thoughts. This all is coming to just a day after social social users accused Diddy of running a musical prison. 
girl. And it's funny because somebody else in the comments said, I never experienced depression until I got signed. Girl. You think you want a record deal, but you really don't. Okay? You think you want a record deal. Another thing, you think you want to work with your favorite celebrities. You really don't. You know, it's just, it's, you got to be careful what you wish for. You got to be careful what you ask for. You just might get it, okay? Um. So, uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to Freddie P. Uh, I know he really gave him a hard time. They really gave Freddie a hard time. And he picked on Freddie for sucking his thumb and almost falling asleep. I remember that episode, and he's like, you over here sleeping? He's like, no, man, I'm just trying to calm my nerves. I mean, to be in a room with Diddy, you probably had to suck your thumb to keep from fighting. But, yeah, I mean, they gave him a hard time. I mean, they really gave him a hard time on making the band. Let's not talk about they got mad at Q for trying to hook up with Dawn and Danny DeCane. Girl! But those were the best reality shows back then, okay? They were raw. I love it. I love I remember those reality shows, so. And now y'all looking back at this stuff and you realize that there was kind of emotional abuse going on there. The next story that I saw, um, it says, Uber driver that Snoop Dogg blasted, hire lawyer and plans to sue rapper. All right, so we're going to talk about this story real quick. Um, this was blogged by Facts Malone, and I found this on Baller Alert. It says, Snoopball may find himself in hot water after publicly blasting an Uber driver who did not deliver his fast his food last month. According to CBS Los Angeles, the Uber driver named Saeed has hired a lawyer and could possibly be filing a lawsuit against Snoop. During an interview... Saeed said he is suffering from anxiety from the situation. The driver also said he fears for his life, his family's safety, since Snoop shared personal information in the video. It's my picture there, and also there is my first name. After I saw the video, I'm kind of like I have high anxiety and fear of my family's safety. I contacted the customers many times, and I followed the protocol by the book, the driver said. Uber Eats later spoke out about the incident saying, we truly regret Snoop Dogg's frustrating experience. We have reached out to apologize and refunded him for the order. However, Saeed feels like he's the one who deserves the apology and not Snoop. The driver alleges that he waited eight minutes. You know what? I did that before. I already kind of told y'all about that because there's a timer. I, you remember when I told y'all I went to this Bambolini parking lot? To give people their uh Panda Express. This was when I was doing Uber Eats. I was doing Uber Eats and I was waiting in the Bambolini parking lot for somebody to get their food. I was sitting up there by myself with a bunch of Panda Express. So I'm sitting up there waiting and I didn't see the people.
beautiful. I sent him a text message. Told him that I was there. I was sitting in the parking lot, and I was like, "Where you at?" Nobody answered me. I called the person. I waited for a while. So I finally reported it to Uber, and Uber gave me a timer and said, "We give you eight minutes, and if that person has not showed up in eight minutes, throw away the food and go away." Snoop, what were you doing within that eight minutes? Snoop, why would you want somebody to sit there and wait with your food for eight minutes anyway, friend? And it was protocol. And I don't think Uber, like, I don't think Uber, well, Uber did fire me, but I don't think it was that reason why Uber fired me. But I did wait eight minutes. I did everything. I wait more than eight minutes. I'll be straight up honest with you before I reported it. I think I waited for 30, 45 minutes before to, to get the food to the people. And they never came. So technically, I waited an hour for that person to get their food and they never got it. What was Snoop doing? This this is unnecessary nastiness. That's all I have to say about this. This is unnecessary nastiness. There's no need for you to sue Snoop. And yes, Snoop was wrong. And Snoop was wrong for making you wait with his food. And you got a timer into waiting for him. But maybe, Saeed, you were a little bit impatient. And Snoop, next time, go get your food. You don't want people to be having your food for too long because then they start eating your stuff. This is crazy. And I don't see how people be sitting up here and know people got their food and just make them wait. Like, you make them wait outside with your food. Like, you don't want nobody holding your food for too long. You don't want that. So I hope the best for both parties. That's all I got to say. Um, I don't think nobody was wrong in the situation. I just think it's a huge, big misunderstanding. But Snoop is wrong for putting the guy on blast like that. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, and it might gross you out, so y'all might want to stop eating your chips, the Pringles and stuff. So, where'd it go? I know I had it on here, even though I cleaned some of my uh, safe out. My safe stuff like that. Probably got rid of it. Yeah, I got rid of it. Oops. It was a story about a guy who was trying to figure out why his nose was hurting. And he found out he had a tooth in his nose. Girl. I don't even want to know why. <laughs> I don't even want to know why he had a tooth in his nose. Um. So, yeah, that concludes everything. I kind of want to briefly talk about what's going on.
So yeah. Um, so I want to talk about something that's been on my mind. Heavy on my mind. It happened. I know y'all watched the season finale of y'all kind of ruined the season finale for season two because I just started on season one and I'm on episode six, I think. I don't know. Let me see. I think I'm on episode six of Euphoria. I'm still where everything is good, pretty good with between Cassie and um, uh, what's your girl's name? Everything's pretty good with them, even though she kind of told one girl why she was high off ecstasy that um, they think that what you call it is gay. Um, so <laughs> this show is like a culture shock for me, um, Euphoria. But it's not what I thought it was going to be. First and foremost, I did not know the lead uh, character was in high school. I thought she was like a college age girl, like 18, 19, 20. Y'all doing these hard drugs at a very young age. No wonder y'all got all them health issues. Like, I'll be honest with you. I'm 31 and I never smoked weed before. Now, I have got, like, contact high before. <laughs> I've got a contact high before. But I've never, like, been, um, I never smoked even weed before. And weed is, like, People say weed is a gateway drug. I say weed is a beginner's drug, okay? Like, that's the that's the first drug you try before you get to the other stuff, okay? These kids are at fairs popping, was it, was it ecstasy or molly? It was a pill, okay? Girl... Tell me why this show is just such like it's just like I don't know it it shocked me it even even with like the it's the teenager part for me but even with the movie I saw what was the movie called the fallout where it was about these teenagers went through a shooting in high school and the girl way of dealing with it was through drugs. Even that shocked me. They're sitting up there drinking glasses of red wine, which I, I don't like red wine. Um, I think I probably like white wine. But, I mean, you know, the only alcohol I've tried, understand I'm a Southern Belle. Uh, so, you know, your first alcoholic beverage is beer. <laughs> Yeah, I said it, beer. Beer or wine cooler, dear. No, I'm going to be honest with you. My first, like, sip of a cup of alcohol was a peach, a fuzzy navel. Well, I call it a peach navel. A fuzzy navel. And it was at a New Year's party at my great-grandmother's sister's house. And it was fun. My cousin told me to try it, and it was good. 
I didn't have a whole cup. I just had a sip out my cousin's cup. But I've never gotten anything stronger than a... What's the strongest drink I've ever tried? Vodka. I'm sorry, y'all. I had to bring it up. Vodka. I don't know if it was Russian or not, but it was vodka. And that vodka just sent me to bed. I mean, I was happy for a few minutes, you know. I see why people drink vodka now. <laughs> That's the strongest I ever had. Like, normally when I drink alcohol, it won't see me straight to bed. I have to have a, co- a couple of sips, and then I'm like, I'm out. And then, but this vodka, I had a sip, and then when I got in the car, I was knocked out in my Uber. I was out. I was out. That was the best sleep I've ever had. Um, But I have not tried weed. I have not tried weed, even though people have accused me, have told me to try weed, try to smoke weed, try to, you know, do weed. I'm one of those people where um, if I were to do it, it'd probably be in a gummy form um, or a Rice Krispie Treat form. But I'm not smoking it. Uh, my sinuses are already messed up as we speak, okay? Um, so I don't need to start smoking anything. Um, but I've never really smoked weed before. Like I said, I've been contact high. And I've been in a room where somebody was smoking weed and it caused me to have the munchkins. But, like... I never really actually smoked weed. These kids are way past that on Euphoria, okay? They are on some, like, new stuff, okay? They on Angel Dust. I mean, they on freaking snow. They're doing snow, okay? You know what snow is, okay? You know what snow is. You didn't get reference to why Yeezy called himself the snowman, you too young to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> they're doing, I mean, they're not even doing snow anymore like that, though. I mean, straight up, your freaking psychiatric medicine, they're doing freaking, like, uh, crystal meth. You know, they're doing crystals. Okay. They're over there popping some Skittles. There were only white ones, though. If you still don't get what I'm saying, you still too young to be listening to this podcast. If you don't get what white Skittles are, I'm talking about they popping some pills. They're popping Percocets. Stuff like that. I'm like, what is going on in your home life for you to be doing drugs that are this hard? And then you look at their parents and you're like, oh, now I see why. Well, except for with uh, Rue. Rue mom is really trying hard to deal with her. And I feel for Rue mom because Rue mom is a lot like my mom. And I don't have a drug problem. I have a commitment problem. And I feel bad for Rue's mom because Rue mom is really trying to deal with her and is really trying to parent. And she's parenting with a, a drug addicted child. And it's hard, you know, and she's doing it by herself and she's a widow. So she's having a really hard time with Rue. 
But when you look at the other characters and their family, especially, oh boy, what's that boy, that guy name is? I don't know. I, I forgot all the characters. I only know Cassie because they said Cassie got ass beat. Um. <laughs> What's that guy name uh, where his dad is having sex with, like, you know, LGBTQ youth? You over here corrupting kids who are LGBTQ? Um. Oh my goodness, that just walked off. Hold on. But yeah, I mean, that he screwed up. I mean, once he found his dad, like, porn, he has been messed up. And the thing is, it's crazy to me, Nate. Nate's butt. And it's Maddie who beat Cassie's butt. My favorite character out of all of them is Jules. Even though, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel bad for Jules, too. They, her parents, like, really screwed her up. But my favorite character on that show, and I'm not even trying to be LGBTQ friendly, is Jules. Jules is the only one I can stomach. Um, I don't know why. But she's the only one that I can stomach when it comes to... Um... The whole show. Uh, Maddie and Cassie, even though, like, they're bad girl squad or they're so-called mean girls, it's cool. I feel like Kat is a stereotype fat girl. Like, I'm happy that she found her confidence. But why every time, you know, a fat girl found her confidence, it's because guys want to do weird sexual stuff to her because they have a, a, a BBW fetish. <sighs> And I'm saying this as a BBW girl. Like, it's like, after a while, and that happened to me when I was in school. I was in high school, and I was friends with this plus-size girl. And, like, she told me, she said, oh, there's guys out there who are chubby chasers. And I was like, ew. I know I'm chubby, and I want to be chased, but I don't know if I want to be around somebody that is called a chubby chaser. Like, it's like, I don't like being fetishized just because you think it's, like, I want you to think I'm sexy, but I want you to want to be with me because of my personality. And, like, Kat is at the age where she is immature and she's young. And she's taking advantage of the fact that guys think that fat girls are easy. Or are low-key turned on by her. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about Kat Little Discovery. That guys actually think she's hot. And she is. She's a very beautiful girl. But it's leading her down a rabbit hole that I'm like, girl, I'm happy I didn't go into it. Because the old girl told me to go to, oh, go to some sites and go to Chubby Chasers. Um, no, I am not dancing in my drawers with a cat mask on for some guy. No. You like me? You like me. That's the scene that kind of shocked me with how far the rabbit hole cat went. It's one thing when you watch porn, but it's another thing when you sit up there and you notice that cat, you know, 
But I'm going to say this, it hasn't gotten really dark for her, but I haven't watched season two yet, so I don't know if it's going to get even darker than what it already is. Um, But it was a scene with Kat. Kat has started making money online doing porn anonymously now i'm saying anonymously because she's not showing her face and they don't know that she's an underage girl but the first guy she kind of like start you know doing this chat room stuff with was this plus size dude and he wants her to humiliate him she he wants her to make fun of him and pick on him for being overweight and having a small thing thing. And that bothers me. Let me tell you why that bothers me. It bothers me because one, it's the implication of because he's overweight and has a small thing thing that he should be okay with being verbally abused. And she thought it was weird, you know? Because nobody wants to be verbally abused. Let's talk about that. Nobody wants to be verbally abused. I don't know what idea some of you people have in your head, but nobody wants to be verbally abused. Nobody wants that. So for him to say, oh, I want to do this for you and I, I want to do that for you and, and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's messed up. But it's her goddess moment. Of that there's guys out there who are willing to do anything to be with you. And I think that's what she's getting out of it. Like, okay, you know, there's guys who will do anything to get with me. And I like this, you know, because especially in these days and times, it just seems like guys don't have to work for nothing. I mean, even when you try to play hard to get, they're like, okay, well, you're not going to give it to me easy. I'm going to find somebody else to do it. Good riddance. It's like, excuse me? You don't want to work for this? And it's kind of a turn off that guys don't want to work for it no more. 
the tie off. It's a huge turn off. But she finds a guy who want her to be hard on him and rough on him. He said, of course, he's like, of course, I'm okay with you treating me like this because you're Queen Cat. But then once again, why does it have to be a plus size person? Why does it be a BBM, big, beautiful man? I think today's society is full of people who are willing to embarrass, but what about the people who are being embarrassed? We live in a day and age where... All people want to do is embarrass people, want to call people out on their stuff. It's like you think somebody on someone's side and they're sitting up here calling out people for a little weird stuff, humiliating people. It seems to be a fetish, but it seems to be a thing that everybody likes to do, which is humiliating people. But what if you're the type of person who don't like being humiliated? Is that just part of life now where we expect people to humiliate us just because we think it's cute and it's kind of like a, a low-key, like uh, a, 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 a dominatrix situation where we get humiliated in public and we love these things? Or do y'all like being humiliated just for clout? This public humiliation thing has gone a little bit too far. It's like people live to humiliate people just because it makes them feel better to humiliate someone, whether it's in public or private or on social media. But why though? Why can't we just have a normal ass relationship? Nobody has to be publicly humiliating someone. I mean, to this at this point, it's like it's not even a fetish thing anymore. It's to the point to where it's something going on every week. 
And it's like people do it. Like, you know, in public. And it's like people don't mind telling you the humiliating things that happen to them. Like the lady who was talking about the fact that her husband had moved all her stuff out, had taken all her stuff and left her. And she publicly showed it and she did it for clout. Yes, she low-key did it for clout. It feels like people love being victimized these days. And they do it for clout. They do it because they want sympathy. They do it because they want you to give them money on their GoFundMe page. They want you to sit up there and cash at them something. Because they want you to feel bad for them. So humiliating people these days have gotten people famous. Talk about old Tetsuka over there, a.k.a. Gorilla Glue Girl. Publicly humiliated herself, put Gorilla Glue in her hair. I, I ain't ever heard nobody say put Gorilla Glue in your hair, honey. Okay, 4C hair is not that tough to slick back, okay? So for you to put Gorilla Glue, glue in your hair, what kind of special ed are you? Humiliated herself, went through the whole thing of she had to find a doctor who was good at chemistry, which that's one of the classes you're supposed to take anyway to be a doctor, chemistry. And this wonderful doctor that she worked with was able to chemically get the, the glue out her hair. Then she tried to publicly humiliate herself again and said she tried to dye her hair and it was falling out. Let's not talk about this. The first thing we talk about was making the band and how Diddy publicly humiliated six people on TV because he felt like they were humble. So he made them go and walk to the Brooklyn Bridge, cross the Brooklyn Bridge, which from I'm not much understanding from where they came from was like four hours away. To get some cheesecake. And if I'm not mistaken, I remember this scene because I seen this scene over and over again. I was like, me, him, been still cussing in the office after four hours. I ain't gonna sit up. First and foremost, I get that you're humbling me, but I'm a humble person. Genuinely, I'm a humble person. I'm an earth sign, so I'm as down to earth as they come, boo. Okay? Very humble. He would have to humble me. I, I'm already humble. But I think he told him they didn't want the cheesecake. He got mad and didn't want the cheesecake. And they had to walk back and get another cheesecake. So they spent eight hours getting <laughs> Technically not eight hours, was it? I think it was 24 hours a whole damn day they spent trying to get him cheesecake. 
Cause they sent him back and they didn't, he didn't even want the cheesecake cause the office was closed. That's public humiliation. Now the people who were involved with that, they didn't want to. They didn't want to do that. They didn't want to go through that. They didn't think that was funny. That was not funny to them. Y'all thought it was funny. Y'all thought it was hilarious. It's hilarious when people do stuff like that to you. But when someone is happening to somebody else, oh, we don't think it's funny. We think it's so funny when it happens to somebody else. Same thing with Danny Lee. Danny Lee got publicly humiliated by freaking. Um, what's that egghead nigga's face name? He won the babies publicly, and y'all thought it was hilarious. Acting like y'all ain't ever got your ass kicked out your baby daddy house. It was all oh, so funny, and that's what the bitch get, and da 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 Like you don't get kicked get kicked out of the club every weekend because you go too far with the damn drinks you be drinking. Everybody think it's so funny. It's hilarious. But at this point, it feels like people have a humiliation fetish. They do things to humiliate people. I've been humiliated before on several different occasions. If you, if you count how many times in the last two years, girl, I got humiliated by somebody. I don't even know who the fuck the nigga is. I still don't know who his ugly ass is. I just know he's a beast that stay in the fucking house. I don't know who the nigga is. I don't know who he is. And don't want to get to know who you are. But you thought you... Stayed here and because we stay on the same roof, you can publicly humiliate me? The fuck is wrong with you? Like, nigga, you don't know me. I don't know you. Stay on your side, I stay on my side. You ain't gotta humiliate somebody you don't know. What the hell wrong with you, you retarded ass fucker? Are you deaf or dumb? Y'all be on some humiliating shit on people y'all don't even know. You don't know them. You just decide to publicly humiliate them because you think it's hilarious. And then when somebody shoots your fucking ass in the head, you want to cry murder. Your family want to talk about how great of a person you are when you're not. You're not a great person. You're awful and you're going to hell when you die. But it's so funny to publicly humiliate people. Make people feel like shit. Make people feel bad. Y'all just think everything is so damn funny. And then once somebody do it to you, it's, oh... Oh, my mental illness, I can't take it. My mentals can't take it. I can't deal with that. I have anxiety and depression. I want to kill myself. We're doing it. You better off dead if you want to sit up there and think it's funny to humiliate someone. Trust me.
So yeah, it's so hilarious. It's hilarious to to publicly humiliate somebody, and then you want to publicly humiliate the other person. It's just crazy. It's so funny and so messed up in the same sense. But y'all are some screwed up people. But this guy likes being humiliated by Kat. Yeah, tell me how little my thing thing is. I'm like, dude. She's like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. You know, you need light and dark to balance things. So there's nothing wrong with being a little dark and there's nothing wrong with being a little light. But it's not okay when you're so dark to where you are okay with the fact that you're the walking, talking, laughing stock and joke of everything. And I'm not okay. Even when it's a plus size woman being humiliated. Or a plus size man being humiliated. I don't think it's funny. And I was very disturbed. Okay. And now I have to go to therapy because of that scene. <laughs> Granted, there are several scenes that happened um, on this show. I mean, the first episode. What was it? Was it the first episode? The first episode out the gate. I was like, this is hardcore. <laughs> This is deep. And even though it may not have been my reality when I was growing up, it's somebody else's reality. Trust me, they're telling the truth about some of these teenagers' lives. It may not be every teenager's life, but it's some teenager's life. But yeah, I just thought it was weird. I was like, what? I would have got out of chat. I mean, I know she's making money and stuff like that, but I don't think humiliating people is funny. I mean, it's one thing when you do something like that in the privacy of your home. It's okay when you do it in the privacy of your home. But when you do it on a webcam and somebody's in the privacy of your home and watching you on camera being humiliated, I'm not okay with that. You know, you want to do dumb and you want to do dumb and submissive. You know, it's cool when you're in your own house in your privacy. That's cool. But when you're doing it on a computer and I don't know you and you don't know me. That's when it starts to get a little bit strange. Like, okay, yeah. And back in my day, porn sites had viruses. (laughs) 
You click on a porn site and it would shut your mom's computer down and you and everybody in the house are in trouble, girl. They done fixed the glitches in the world, I heard. But you watch porn back in the day. It will mess up everything. <laughs> I heard it messed up everything, girl. I mean, Jesus. The bugs. The site, I mean, I heard, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm talking about this. I'm not even talking about the stuff that you can watch without getting the virus. Let's not talk about that dark web stuff y'all be looking at. And I watch a video talking about some of that dark web stuff y'all be watching that. And I am perturbed. I don't even know that's the right way of saying that word. I am perturbed. Like, that is scary. And it's creepy. But yeah, I mean, of course I'm probably coming here. By the time I get to season two, I'm going to have a thousand things while I'm talking about some of the things that haven't on Euphoria yet. But that was one of the scenes that kind of had me like at hello Beyonce um one it makes you wonder what your teenagers are doing I mean I don't I wouldn't want to be a helicopter parent but you know somebody gotta do it and two It's like, granted, she's probably making money off of that. And it's like, you know, can you really argue with your teenager finding a creative way of making money? And, and that's like, that's a whole different topic where you're like, okay. Am I okay with her making money? I mean, she really didn't have to show any skin. He just wanted her to talk trash to him in lingerie. Anyway, with that being said, I hope you guys are having a lovely Wednesday hump day is isn't it ash wednesday too i think it's ash wednesday so if you want to fast this will be a perfect time to fast dear with that being said thank you guys for listening to my podcast you know i'm always outie